You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. That's me, the other one true host sometimes, you know. Okay, I mean, the, the we, we have an official leaderboard. We Yes, I am officially <laughs> tied with neither neither, I believe. Okay, all right. Actually, Ben, on this note, can I can I read you a review? You absolutely can. Okay, we haven't read a review in a while, but I was looking through them today, and this was just a this was a um, a lovely five star review from Hazy Dream, who points out something very that I feel like needs addressing. Okay, it says okay, it says love it, but dot dot dot, and I was like, uh oh. But oh, then it says no. in the info on the podcast app, it says Ben and Jay are both host, when that is most definitely wrong. But other than that, best <laughs> podcast ever. And I was like, what an egregious. Thing we do need corrected here. We need to go in. This is probably just a note for like cat or something to go in and update the uh, description on the podcast app that says uh, something to the effect of occasionally Jay, the one true host, gets to host. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like the, the podcast that is occasionally hosted by Jay Carlin. <laughs> yeah, like we, exactly. can, we can like literally just not address me at all. <laughs> and it's just like, so, so this is the way that we balance it is that we we're 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 laying emphasis on the fact that you only occasionally host, right? but also not mentioning me at all. Right. <laughs> and people be like, wait a minute, who's this guy? Oh my gosh, I have to tell you that one of the most, one of the like kind of odd and interesting things about uh, having a podcast is that like a lot of my friends, uh, like uh, IRL, as it were, yeah. uh, I think having Ethan, the editor in the office, has made me like lean on uh, like little text based abbreviations way more than mm-hmm. ever before because yeah. he, like, he is just like literally one with jargon slash lingo uh, he, he like just he like just gets it so like you know he'll he'll like say like abbreviations uh in our like little slack channel which is how we like communicate here in yeah. office and um I'm, i frequently i'm like google's what does that mean oh okay hilarious <laughs> oh man r-o-f-l l-o-l-o-l-o-l-o-l the the thing is is that whilst it might feel like maybe you're leaning more on like abbreviation communication more than ever before? Yeah. The present uh, one of the one of the things the TikTok algorithm currently is feeding me is just like 
people making fun of entire generations, like oh, millennials sure. or Gen Z or boomers or whatever. They, whatever it is, it's always funny to me. It doesn't matter what generation you are. Even if it's making fun of me, millennial, uh, I don't care. It's always funny. You're just like, so I'm true. Like, it's so it's true. So, it's so fascinating to me that the decade in which you are born plays such a role in like the way you interact with the world, like forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like... It's like everyone kind of every generation kind of goes through like the same growing pains and same just like like ugh, eye rolls with the generation above them. And it's like they oh, no one ever has like the foresight to see that the next generation will do the same thing to them. And I don't I don't know. It's just very funny. I, but, I want to say that I have had this foresight. I think I have had this foresight yeah. my whole life. Like yeah. it is like always occurred to me. It's like y'all realize we're going to be them someday, right? Like mm-hmm. y'all realize that y'all realize this is happening. Ben, it's coming at us wh- whether we can stop it or we can't. I don't think that sentence made sense. I was just getting really into my... <laughs> You just like really dived into that accent. My, my Franklin County roots. Well, see, here's the thing, though. The thing is, even if that was true, you'd just be like, it's still just like, yeah, okay. Well, then there's the thing about millennials is like they sort of had this weird awareness that they were, that they would be older than Gen Z at some point. You know? Oh, sure. Like you'd still fall into it. Oh, oh I <laughs> you see. You can't I escape see. it. You can't escape. Like, okay, yeah. so the, now now the trope is that yeah millennials just realized that this would happen right yeah like haha i know (laughs) it's so true but anyway so anytime they get to the gen z stuff one of the things that they'll always make fun of them for is their absolute is like the amount of like abbreviations they use to communicate and i'll be like i don't even think that's true like they'll be saying all the things like i've never even heard of half those things and i'll be like oh wait (laughs) hang on a second because i'm old yeah (laughs) It's okay. I mean, the thing is, is that eventually they will also be on the outs. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the funny thing about it, I think I brought this By up Gen before. Alpha. Gen, yeah. yeah. Uh, the funny thing about it, though, is that I do tend to feel like the entire vernacular of, the, of like the human language as it pertains to what is on the most cutting edge is almost always being created by middle schoolers. Right. And then it's almost like by the time it, you know, this is the this is the thing, is that by the time any of us know what it is, it's already out. It's too late. You know, like I, I it's feel like, like the act of you knowing about it is what fades it out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like you, you have now, you've now gone too far. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that millennials do do, uh, as well as other generations as well, but is listen to podcasts. And so <sighs> I had. Uh, just so like, we could just make fun of Gen Z all we want right here. It's not going <laughs> to they go here because they're definitely not listening. No, I'm just no, kidding. They are. I love Gen Z. This is this is another thing. I'm like, I'm, like as long as I was a millennial, I hated all like the the other the like gen x people just like dumping on the millennial generation i was like i will not do that oh sure 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 i think that's good and i go both directions with that like i i feel like you know there's there there's always like ha ha fun that can be had but like also don't be mean yeah don't be mean right we all get it we're all just victims of the time we were born whatever exactly (laughs) let us enjoy ourselves right (laughs) classic millennial classic millennial (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but no so i uh th- like doing doing super carlin brothers it's always kind of like like hit or miss based on like which of my friends have like actually consumed uh like the the content like the videos and stuff and it's always funny where it pops up so like for example um our mom works at like the local spca mm-hmm. and she said that uh, just in the past week, she was like going to tell you know like the uh, her boss that she was leaving to go grab lunch, mm-hmm. and when she did that, she walked in and it was like lunchtime, so her boss was eating lunch at her desk watching our Lightyear review. What I know, which I was like, 
<laughs> like because they just wanted to know or because they knew we were mom's sons or no i think just genuinely genuinely just like consuming the media as like a form of entertainment mm. um which for whatever reason it maybe maybe it's like how like nobody in roanoke has twitter it's like i just assume that nobody in roanoke watches youtube right, yeah. <laughs> either like it's just not a thing mm-hmm. um but no so the the funny thing was and th- what brought me to this is is the description that we have for the pop you know referring to both of us as hosts but um i was hanging out with like uh like a neighborhood group of friends the other day which is like a new thing because we're all like fairly new parents and i think by way of like walking our strollers past each other's homes we've sort of like come to realize that we all coexist and was like should we all just like hang out so we did that the other day oh nice which was fun and exciting yeah uh and so i was you know of course telling them uh like you know what what i do and everything so what if i'm like like while we're having this conversation we had sort of like meandered away from it uh but i guess he had sat there and was like googling the things I was saying to be like, wait a second, popcorn. Like, you know, so he started yeah. like, like whatever. And so he, I don't know. He was number just one like, podcast in Roanoke. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've been on a billboard. I, know, I mean, we were on a billboard that I'm not sure you ever saw. I don't think I ever did. Oh, man, despite the fact bummer. that it was not far from my house. True. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So it was, it was very interesting watching this other person be like, Jamie and Carlin discuss like, you know, and like, so he started like reading the breakdown of like last week's episode. And I was like, man, this is so odd to me that like, this is findable. Like it was almost like, of course it's public information. Yeah. But to me it felt like this odd, like, like usually people IRL don't know that like I do this in this capacity. Right. And so it was like, I was like, now I feel weirdly vulnerable. (laughs) They're like, 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 what if he goes and listens? And the other guy I was talking to was like, yeah, I've listened before to like a few episodes, more than a few episodes, but I've listened to it a fair bit. (laughs) It was like, I'm a full on little Colonel. I was like, what? No. Yeah. Really? Amazing. IRL friend. How about that? Wow. So shout out, shout out to Nelson in case you're listening. Hey, Nelson. Nelson, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, kind shout of, out from the other one, true host. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think we've met yet. <laughs> the, <laughs> the occasional host, the occasional one, true host, as it will soon say in the description of this podcast. Out of one hundred and thirty-five, at episodes. which point I expect everyone to go just leave a review saying, "Wow, thanks for updating." the, yeah, the information the like i really love this podcast and before there was this big butt looming o- around like that the podcast description wasn't totally correct right but now i can finally leave my five-star review because i feel better about the thing they fixed it exactly exactly <laughs> <clears throat> oh man anyway anyway so uh i don't know if i had anything else there how about a fun fact about Abraham Lincoln? I love fun facts about Abraham Lincoln. I think I've, I've technically maybe already told you this fun fact on a, on a different stream before, but I felt like it was dude. It was it it needs to make its way into the pop as well. All right. Okay. So you know how like Abe Lincoln is known for having like a top hat. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. You know, like yep. it's sort of like an associated characteristic. Right. Turns out he used to store stuff up there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are you serious? Truth back. That Truth is, back. He would like, he would store like important like documents in his hat. That is amazing. That is uh it feels like the sort of thing when you're like 10 you immediately start doing. Like yeah. someone got you a top hat for Christmas you're like stuff's going up here. <laughs> stuff's going up here. I'm going to put stuff up there. Like I can imagine him like leaving that what who is his wife? Mary Todd Lincoln, right? Yeah. That's right. Sure. That sounds right. Yeah. He's like, "Hey Mary Todd, 
Probably would have caught her. MT. MT. IRL wife. IRL wife. Check it out. Look, look what I got. Look what I got going here. Are you ready for this? She's like, Abraham, you have pockets. Because <laughs> he would call him Abraham. Yeah, or oh, she absolutely. would call him yeah, Abraham. Yeah, yeah. yeah pockets. Like, I don't need pockets. I have this hat. <laughs> yeah, I store all my things. Look at this. It would be like the greatest thing ever to to be interacting with someone, you know, IRL yeah. and have them have them like, you know, be like, man, I wish I had some bug spray. And they're like, oh, hang on a second. Hold on. Yeah, bug spray. <laughs> let, let me pull off my entire hat where I store my bug spray. <laughs> you think this is like the origin of like magicians pulling things out of hats? It very well could be. It wouldn't surprise me mm-hmm. even one bit if Abe Lincoln invented rabbits and hats. Maybe at one point in time, <clears throat> Abe Lincoln had a child who had a pet rabbit and Lincoln was going to give a speech somewhere and the child was like hey you should take bazooka joe with you bazooka jack ben bazooka jack i'm sorry yeah, yeah. um you should take bazooka, bazooka jack with you in case there's any sunflowers that he can consume no no on no. this adventure and abe abraham was like well i'll just put him in my hat I, there's plenty of room up there plenty of room up there you can grow a sunflower up there <laughs> whoever would have designed that hat in the first place like what is the point of like the stovepipe hat it's so big so big it feels like the wind would blow it off your head is it as big as we think or is this another thing that's like caricatured out of out of proportion it's probably caricatured out of proportion i'm Mm. sure but you know what it doesn't really change the fact that it's like it's not the most practical lid Unless the original intent was for it to be a head pocket. It's like a head pocket. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like you walked into the store and the guy's like, oh, you should check out my new hats. <laughs> they got tons of room for, for right. storage and stuff. And then as time went on, we we failed to continue to store things in our in our, our caps. In our caps. Well, I mean, the thing that Lincoln would have going for him is that, one, he was way taller than the average man, so it's not like someone could reach up and steal his hat and whatever valuables he was concealing up there. Plus, Pro- Probably t- treasure, um, most likely. Probably treasure, let's be real. On top of that, he was a known grappler, so <laughs> you don't want to... You don't want to... Try and steal from from Lincoln. <laughs> right, right, right. You don't get in the Wrestling Hall of Fame for nothing. Exactly. So, exactly. Anyway. So anyway, now now I'm thinking that at some point in time we should almost definitely have uh, popcorn culture stovepipe hats that come complete with pockets. Oh my gosh, popcorn pop hats. Pop hats. Top hat pop hats? <laughs> yes. No, I love calling it a pop hat. A pop hat. A pop hat. Oh, my gosh. Maybe. absolutely should be a thing. Maybe what you could even do is take off your pop hat when you go to the movie theater and fill it with popcorn. Oh, it's, I mean, why not? Built-in container. Plus, then the folks sitting <clears throat> behind you can still see the screen because you're not wearing your pop hat anymore. Exactly. You're going to, like, sit down in front, in front of someone and they're going to be like, oh, no. Oh, no. But then you take it off. And you're like, want some popcorn? And they're like, oh, thanks. Now, and now we're like lifelong best friends, probably. Yeah. I mean, I guess you need like, <coughs> well, see, now how is it going to work that you put the the hat on your head with the popcorn in it and then remove it from your head without being covered in popcorn? No, no I've already thought this through. It's okay. not a problem. All you yeah. have to do is just lean forward a whole lot. You just, <laughs> lean, <laughs> you just kind of lean forward and then you kind of do like that fast, like, whoop. <laughs> you know, you and, then the popcorn, and the popcorn's all nicely stored right above your skull. Yeah. And then you walk into the theater, you know, of course, and the person behind you is upset. And they were like, hey, can you please take off your hat? And you're like, I was going to do it anyway. And you just lean forward again and then like quickly take it off. And it's like, boom, boom. Bu- bucket full of popcorn. Bucket full of popcorn. Plus, Maybe a few hairs. <laughs> plus then additional motivation to finish that popcorn because then you, you got to put it back on put at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. you know, so like, you know, right. get, get through the popcorn. And then when all is said and done, you still have a hat. 
<laughs> because that's that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Usually the thing I'm most, most upset about, if I was really going to be honest with you, is that when you go to the movie theater and buy a bucket of popcorn, that the bucket doesn't double as a hat. That's the problem? That's the biggest problem I have yeah. with movie theater popcorn. Probably ranked um, far, like far above the current going rate of a jumbo popcorn. Oh, is that it is not also a hat? Is that it's not also a hat. Okay. It feels like a very disappointing, like, like total... It does feel like if it's going to go to the trouble of costing $10, it could at least be a hat. Right. Yeah. I, all things should be at least somewhat capable of being a hat. Yeah, look at this duck. It's basically a hat for this trophy right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, hats. We should consider incorporating them more into movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's what the movies are missing. Things to block your vision. Well, no. But then not block your vision because they're blocking. full of popcorn. Because exactly. they're pop hats. Right. Anyway, one of the things that I've been kind of curious about lately, Jay, as we're going to transition with no other segue available, is the the slight fear, you know, in my in my most recent uh self psychoanalysis oh boy here we go i know i know all right it's like i mean we didn't expect to get here but here we are um is that i I am like worried and you'll have to tell me what you think about this i'm like worried that i am a control freak but not in the way you think are you trying to control how you think about yourself as a control freak well (laughs) hold on let me are you trying to control how you so millennial (laughs) (laughs) thanks (laughs) I am one of those, <laughs> so, know. you know, totally tracks. <clears throat> That's like, I almost wonder if like a tiger that was like, wow, orange and black strikes just like a tiger. And it's like, I am a tiger. So do other, do other species experience generational differences like this? Would tigers be like tigers back in the twenties? They were so aggressive. <laughs> they had to fight with they everybody had, back in those. With every, it was t- everything was tigers versus lions back then. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, we just recognize the fact that we both have plenty of room on the savanna, despite the fact that I don't think tigers live on the savanna. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. The jungles. I think jungles. Probably jungles. You know what really I think is confusing is the movie, I feel like this throws a lot of confusion into it, is the movie The Jungle Book. Mm. Like, what is the habitat in which, like, uh, bears, panthers, orangutans, wolves, and tigers in one in one kid in a diaper are all coexisting? It's a diaper that Mowgli's wearing? I mean, you know, in, 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 in like, uh, undergarment. <laughs> Well, I mean, now I'm starting to think about it. It's probably cloth diapers, which yeah. is very progressive thinking, you know, very eco-friendly. Sure. That's good to Mowgli yeah. to consider. Yeah. He also doesn't wear any other clothes. Doesn't so wear any clothes. Yeah. He's not know. really, I mean, he's pretty one with nature for the most part. For the most part. For yeah. the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Mowgli. Way to be yeah. ahead of your time. Good for him. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I don't think that that actual um, ecosystem exists at all right it's, it, there's like way too many like apex predators in there like literally they should have just incorporated the great white shark just for grins just like just like swimming in the river right and that's a saltwater river <laughs> oh is it uh-huh <laughs> absolutely absolutely it is like i got things to say <laughs> we're share Khan. yeah yeah I probably would have eaten share Khan. yeah what was the big snake called uh ka Ka. Yeah. Okay. I don't feel like I'm as familiar with the movie The Jungle Book as I possibly could or should be. Oh well, I mean the remake's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give it a review. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So on the on the note of this, like, uh, I, I've I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Um. Because it's it's odd the circumstances 
or, or like the situations where I'm like extremely hesitant to do something. And I, I feel like, I don't know. L- let me try to explain it because Alice and I were talking about how when I first got into like rock climbing, mm. for example, I would, I would pretty effectively say that getting into rock climbing is like one of the most significant like decisions in terms of how much impact it had on me as like an individual out of probably any other like one thing maybe shy of like starting super carlin brothers uh-huh. both things in my life that you had to talk me into doing in the first place you're welcome so th- thank you honestly yeah. <laughs> i mean uh, like massive impact but like <clears throat> The, the thing with rock climbing, for example, is that, like, this is an activity that I was basically, like, born and built for. You yeah. know, like, I am, like, tall, long, and lanky. Yeah. Um, and even as, like, a like a third grader, I think I could do eight-plus pull-ups. Sure. You know, so it was, like, the ability to move my body weight in this particular way. It was, like, I, I was well-designed for it. And yet... When you first invited me to go rock climbing, it was like there was it was almost as if there was nothing I wanted to do less in the world. And it wasn't because I didn't have anything like interest in the sport or the activity. It was like, but you guys have already been and you guys already know like the ropes. And so like I'm going to go and be an outsider. And that makes me like really worried and uncomfortable because like I don't know what to expect and I don't know like where I'll stand in and like you know in that equation and stuff like that like mm-hmm. so it was all it was all just like big unknown and so it was like despite the fact that it's something I could see myself enjoying I actually didn't want to go at all until I ultimately did mostly just so that you guys would stop asking me to go mm-hmm. and then very quickly found the obvious realization that I really enjoyed it because it was something I was like particularly predisposed to do right so does all that make sense? It does. Um, but like, I but the thing is, is that like this is what I mean by being a control freak. Is that it's like I don't necessarily think that I need to make everybody around me do the thing that I, I want to do. Like I don't have to like make everybody else join my plans and be in control that way. I'm usually just more than happy enough to like sit something out if I don't have the ability to control that thing, mm-hmm. which is effectively what was happening the first like 35 times that you guys invited me to go rock climbing. Right. So it was a very like passive form of, of being in control. It's not like you want to control other people's. You just don't want to feel out of control. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Which I think it's kind of interesting. And I wonder <clears throat> if I can pull this up because I found a quiz on psychology today oh, okay. that um, actually I felt like were good examples of things. And now of course my link is broken, but that's okay. I'll figure it out. Hang on one second. Yeah. Do a little copy and paste action here. So I, I mean, this was like me Googling like my, my, like, how do I figure this out? Like, am I a control freak? Yeah. It's like, if you are Googling this, the question, am <laughs> I a control freak? The answer is probably yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I, I do this all the time. Uh-huh. It's like, do I have anxiety? It's like, you Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so the, the, the quiz does talk a little bit about um, a, a couple of, a couple of different things that I found kind of uh interesting and the the first bit of it is basically the sentiment of the strength weakness paradox uh which basically states that any trait that's one of your best strengths can turn into a liability or a weakness if over deployed um which i definitely think is there were a couple of examples that i felt like stood out to me 
very quickly okay. about this particular thing. So the one that that <coughs> kind of s- struck me um, is I'll, I'll give you the full example. It says being diligent and persistent, for example, can be great, but can turn into bullheadedness when taken to extremes. Open mindedness and willingness to consider all points of view can be great. And it can also make you wishy washy if you overdo it. Right. That second one is definitely how I feel like I have like slowly become over the past five to seven years of my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like the more, and honestly, I would say it was almost like enter the internet and like being on the internet and uh, basically having like your thoughts and opinions, you know, going out into the ether where way more people than the group that you may have like interacted with solely on the basis of proximity. Yeah. Had, like, you know, that, that group had basically been expanded. So now instead of like my thoughts and opinions and views of the world and stuff, uh, being only ever questioned by people who have, who have had very similar <coughs> experiences to myself. Yeah. Those, all of my thoughts and everything were being assessed by like, you know, thousands of people from every corner of the earth. Yeah. Uh, which meant that it was like, well, maybe now I need to like start rethinking things and like questioning what I actually know. But this is, this is like that thought where it's almost like, man, I need to like take a few steps back on how much I trust my own life experiences because those are not always indicative of the real world. Well, Yes, sure. Okay, is that yeah. a is that a fair? Statement? I think. I mean, your life experiences come from the real world. I guess that's know? true. I guess <laughs> that's true. But it doesn't make it doesn't necessarily mean that what you've experienced is is then accurate. Like out as you like apply those thoughts to so many unique situations. Sure. Okay. Um, so anyway, I feel like what has happened is that I've tried to become like a lot more open minded and, and a lot less determined to believe that the way that I view the world is the correct way to view the world but i have also felt like this has made me very wishy-washy on things sure as time has gone on because i don't have like extremely like the whole podcast for example we talk about like it's the strong opinions about weak things yeah um it's almost like you can do this because it's almost like there is no harm being done by deciding that like m&ms are better than skittles or something sure you know it's like hopefully at least hopefully i didn't just give the worst example ever uh and it's like turns out um but that 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 was like an example of a situation where i feel like maybe like my open-mindedness has maybe like taken me a little bit too far and it's like i've I've almost lost the ability to like truly grasp the ground that i i would love to stand on right yeah like you've like you've been open-minded to the point where you don't have like something you stand for at all Exactly. Right. Yeah. You got to stand like, for something I, or you'll yeah. fall for anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Feels like that if should be a song or something. Nothing, Baron, what do you fall for? Yeah. Um, this is sort of like, yeah, it's like the, that's very much like the, the Aaron Burr approach in, uh, in Hamilton is that he's like refuses to ever take a side on anything because there might be people who could that would like th- then people could like weaponize his stance on anything against him which could hurt his political career going forward. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <clears throat> Whereas then like Hamilton of course takes an absolute stand on everything and that eventually gets him shot. So there's uh by Burr. <laughs> <laughs> he took a stand on something eventually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That uh, that Alexander Hamilton was ruining his life. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, yeah. Well, so anyway, I, I bring all that up because it was start, just like a building block. So it says like being well organized and getting things done it can be great, but overdo it and you start acting like and then it's like an air quotes a control freak. Um, 
so they, they gave me uh, there. There's like a scale of one to five, basically, like with one being like an activity that you do never and five being something that you do very often. Uh, so question one is, do you air quotes help? other people drive tell them which route to take where to turn when to turn uh where to park remind them that a traffic light has changed oh i don't think you do that do no I, I i'm also asking you as well oh. like as, as a i'm lobbing it in your direction like do you do you think you do this is this a uh no i don't think so okay okay yeah. so a one okay what what is what are my is it like a one out of five or something? One out of five. One being <coughs> basically never. Five being like you do this all the time. I suppose I would give it like a two, I a suppose. Two. Okay. Sure. Seldom. Sure. Seldom. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Uh, two. Do you devote a lot of attention and energy to keeping your personal environment organized? Yes. Yes. Five? Uh, probably like four. Four? We'll yeah. call it a four. Okay. We'll go to four. I like four. It's not like my cheap, uh, only concern. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. This is one. This is one where I feel like I have uh, so much variability. Like my home, I tend to keep like rather neat and tidy, and like everything goes back where it needs to be. My desk at work is just like a mess mm. at all times. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know why. <laughs> like in the one area of my life, it's like like well cared for and in the other it's like just totally neglected that is curious there are my desk is one where i feel like i do try and keep it more organized because the more like clutter i have on my desk the more i feel like i'm distracted from doing actual work yeah that makes sense whereas uh at home the idea of everything being neat and tidy is extremely appealing to me however the nature of having three kids four and under is just it's not realistic sure <laughs> there is just stuff everywhere all the time however i do try and make it or we always make it very much a point that at least every single night that um like you know at least all the dishes are in the dishwasher and it's running and all the tabletops are wiped down and i try and prep the coffee every morning like that much of my routine and life is like organized and remains clean <laughs> fairly constant fairly constant um maybe not every single thing but those that's like the one thing where it's like and then in the morning uh if i have the opportunity i very much will try and empty the dishwasher as well because that is like one of those like bottleneck points that i've noticed where it's just like oh yeah if you get to you know dinner the next night and you never emptied the dishwasher it's like well now you got to completely empty it and, and reload and it. and then reload it which and and in the meantime <laughs> of course nothing went into it throughout the day meaning that all of the stuff that needs to go into it is now blocking you from putting the stuff away and chances are there's uh aforementioned children being loud and wanting your attention and making everything hard so <laughs> nice yeah. nice so maybe this is where like priorities fall into the equation a little bit like sure. for some reason my priority about my home must be higher than my priority about my desk but i will tell you the one that i'm trying to get better at i will i will even say i'm trying to get better at my desk but my car yeah. is is one where like i feel like famously my entire life i have just like i have been like one of those people who has like effectively like lived out of their car like it just at all points in time, it's like there's a remnant from like that one trip we went on where, you know, there's like a, a whole bag full of overflowing rubber ducks. And there's there there are these like suction cups that I can use to like pick up aquariums. And it, like it almost always feels like they're like in the back seat. Right. There's probably like a to go coffee mug, you know, like a, like a Yeti yeah. tumbler, Fred, the one true cup mm -hmm. rolling around back there. Yeah. Um, and. I've tried to get really, really good about this. It's like I, I, I try to make it so that every single time I get out of my car, I'm taking like everything out of it. Yeah. So that like it's just 
it's always it's always clean but it, it is like it's like a battle for me. Like I have to like really like put, put like a lot of attention. <laughs> a lot of energy. men is like, I just want to go inside right now. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and like frequently <clears throat> I'll get home from work and like Alice will come out and like, like literally be like holding Addie at the top of the stairs and both dogs will be like barking at me to come through the gate and stuff. It's like, it's not like I'm just pulling up at my house and there's like, it's just like quiet. Oh yeah. I think about this all the time. Cause when I get home, like there, yeah, there's certainly stuff in the back of my car that I would love to get out. But it's like the idea that I'm going to be able to do it all in one load is not realistic. And the idea that I'm going to be able to make it inside the house where everyone is suddenly going to like converge <coughs> on me and then be like, all right, I'm actually going to make two or three trips back out. And like, people aren't going to be running, trying to, you know, yeah, uh, be around my ankles and, going outside and running in the front yard and getting near the street and like you know climbing all over it's like it shouldn't be that hard (laughs) but it's just like is it it's like is it really hurting anything being back there yeah i guess not all right let's just go inside (laughs) the good news for you is that i have a very strong feeling that luke is going to be like particularly like tidy uh well we can i mean i don't know his room gets pretty messy sometimes but possibly yes we'll see see. i am very much trying to instill i will say in front of them all the time like daddy doesn't like messes (laughs) you know oh good i want them to know like Like, so you're gonna have like a trademark characteristic as oh yeah look at you go branding yeah that's right like we don't like messes right 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 we the carlins don't like messes <laughs> yeah well man like some team spirit yeah yeah i like it exactly i, I like it i, I feel like it. i'm i'm i always try to imagine uh like what this will like translate to like so like if luke's in like his dorm room you know with his like three roommates or whatever freshman year and he's like guys we don't like messes we don't like messes yeah yeah <laughs> mess is bad mess is bad mess is bad all right yeah let's keep it clean in here you should be able to make your bed so tidy you can drop a penny and bounce it off or something. Oh boy. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. (laughs) 
popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paperclip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like people used to always say that about like boarding school when we were kids. Oh. There was that. And then like, I feel like boarding school is a threat was like a thing that came up a lot as kids. And then this like idea of like a permanent record. I feel oh, like yeah, also like, came up as a kid. What does that even mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's, I don't think it's a real thing. Your permanent record. It's because of Doug. Was it the, Doug? Or, it was Doug. I think the Goofy movie also has um, like a whole sentiment where Max takes over like the, the, what is it called? He, he goes and like performs on stage when like the principal's talking to everybody at the yeah. end of year thing. And he calls Goofy and he tells him he's like, he's going to end up in prison or something. <laughs> anyway. No, I remember the, the, the vice principal in the show, Doug, would constantly be threatening the students with things going on their permanent record. Well, maybe this was like a, maybe it was like a push, you know, it's like the, the people at Nickelodeon were talking to like the people at like, I don't know, big school. Yeah. I'm assuming that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the board of directors probably. Yeah. And they were just like, Hey, Hey, uh, we need to instill like a permanent record thing that like kids then like fear for the rest of their life. Uh, because I definitely do. Um, are you looking something up related to looking to see if your (coughs) permanent is your permanent record real? Okay. What, what does it say? 
Alas, the myth of the permanent record has been debunked. Although student records will contain personal information and possibly make note of disciplinary problems, students can rest a little easier knowing that their every little move isn't being recorded in a permanent location for the whole world to see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know that I ever feared that the whole world could see it. But I definitely was like, if I get in trouble in third grade, then I probably won't get a job someday. Yeah, that's like, a, yeah, this is the threat they want to loom over. And yeah, the way it like, oh, the way they always said it, like when you were a kid on like movies or cartoons or something, it was as if like any any person of authority you ever met in your whole life probably just had that folder of your whole permanent record like in their back seat or like in you a know, filing cabinet within arm's reach. It is not you know? until you just said it in this particular way, but you're absolutely right. I definitely was operating under that assumption that right. every single person who's ever had power over me somehow had my permanent record. Right, like you're at like a job interview, like pre-internet or something, because that's, of course, what you're dealing with when we were kids. There was an internet. No, so, yeah. Yeah, the assumption would be like, you'd be at a job interview, and the person interviewing you would be like, well, let me examine your permanent record here. Blah, 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 but blah, blah, that's blah, the thing. Blah. Like, I would have assumed that the time between making contact and them setting up the meeting was the time necessary for them to have the mold like the folder mailed to them right yeah you know or faxed or something sure it's like well we gotta we gotta be sure to have your permanent record so that like you know when we sit down and talk like i know all the facts yeah now i'm gonna determine how much how much of the truth you're telling me right there's also the question of like who's like the arbiter of the permanent record is this being like like in what in what what organization is creating the 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 thing to begin with like is this like the fbi or something is it the u.s government or probably yeah it's, probably it, it was like the it. fbi but yeah. okay so here's another one of those things though is that as a kid my principal in elementary school miss belcher got her phd and so she became dr belcher uh, um that's a great name for a elementary school I know, I know i know i remember like the like the whole school like celebrated her getting it we like had a like you've been working on your doctorate wow yeah i know it was like a, we actually like performed that for her wow. and she came out and cried and it was actually really like sweet and stuff but anyway the point is is that like in my mind i didn't really know the difference between like like the doctor we went and saw mm. for like health reasons and like the fact that she now had a phd and it was like i like I so, so in my head it was like being a principal is like a like a huge deal like it's in like the same category of like difficulty as being like a surgeon right not that I'm sure that's not yeah. extremely I'm, difficult I'm sure it has its challenges for sure right I, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay the importance wow. of Ben just insulted every school administrator in America I'm sorry that's not <laughs> what I meant um but anyway, I feel like I feel like you get what I'm trying to say. Here. I know what you mean. Yes. Okay. Okay. Anyway, back to my list of are you a potentially control a control freak? freak? Yeah. Let's let's segue back to that. Okay. Okay. Um, do you give do you give people a lot of shoulds and oughts, unsolicited advice, suggestions, and constructive criticism? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think in general I do. Maybe with like my kids. <laughs> Well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I feel like probably that like that's that's part of like your role in their yeah. life uh, is is to do those things on in, in some in some capacity. Yeah. Um, the, so this this was definitely like one of those though where I thought about like everybody I've ever known who did tend to do this because yeah. it does feel like people who give like unsolicited advice. It's definitely like a like a characteristic of that person. And now all of a sudden I have this like deep felt like empathy and be like, Oh man, like you're just trying to control the situation. I'm sorry. You don't feel in control already. 
You know, it's like mm. I, it's like there's like an empathy that goes out to that. Right. Um, they, it, I mean, it's even interesting the way you phrased that just now. Like, oh, you're just trying to control the situation, as if like like from their perspective, they not they might not be even aware that that's what they're trying to do. It, and right, honestly, like you, that is what I that is that is the way I'm forced to see it. Is, right. Is that like they're uh, see? I think I have you're like they they know they're trying to control things and like that's what they're trying to do. Oh, see, I all right. I wonder about this too, but like. I, I don't think that in most cases, and this is probably where it's like, how good is your own self-assessment? Like, because you have a bias towards yourself at all times, but I don't think that I am typically like operating with a huge amount of like underlying strategy about how I'm trying to like c- control the people around me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to like implement a thing so that something else happens okay like i don't i don't have uh like underlying motives i I suppose Mm -hmm. so um but then it also means that i tend to assume that nobody else does have underlying motives and that could possibly make me naive to the world Mm. something to assess possibly it's probably a little different for each person i'm sure i'm sure i'll come back next week and and see what we can't figure out on that one okay yeah okay um okay so you would say that you're not a frequenter of giving unsolicited advice i I don't think so but i don't don't think you are either. okay yeah i'm putting on the spot a lot because it's all right it's easier than putting myself on the spot um four do you have a lot of personal rules routines rituals or ceremonies um i mean i don't know if i like that's a good question i don't know if i would classify like the the word ritual doesn't seem right um but i don't know like i i try to develop good habits by doing them over and over (laughs) you know yeah i think that that's fair yeah i think that's fair um I would say this is this is like an interesting one. And the thing is, is that like you're looking for like a cumulative score here. So like doing one of these things at all doesn't like make you a control freak. Sure. It just this is a behavior that could be consistent with someone who is seeking to gain control. But also having control of your life is, is not a negative right. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, There's like a difference between being in control and being a control freak. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like they balance their checkbook every week so they can control their finances. They're such a control freak. It's yeah. like, <laughs> be like, no, that's, that's just, just good. That's just you should do that, <laughs> right. probably. Probably. I, yeah. I don't know. Should. I don't know in the modern age how many people are actually uh balancing their checkbook, but um yeah, just at like the, checking an app probably. Ch- checking yeah. an app, yeah. Just, right. just checking to online banking, see how everything's doing. Right. Um I would say like a four maybe on that one. Then, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um number five is are you the one who takes over and orders other pe- other people around when the situation seems confused? Oh, this is a weird one. I mean, in most situations in my life, I'm like I get in I feel like I'm in some sort of like semi-authoritative position because we we just like own the company where we work at for like eight hours a day that is true we have employees so it's like that that would be the hopeful role we would take and then at home it's like i feel like it's it's not like i feel like me and beth just sort of have a partnership in that regard it's true and (laughs) the thing is is that yeah like the the two key environments that you exist in both work and home you, in both cases, you have uh, you do have like a leadership position. So yeah, I think and that's that, where I'm 
at most of the time. I'm trying to think like in a social situation. Like yeah. I'm, I'm imagining like maybe a group of friends who are out and like don't really have a clear plan on like what to do next. Mm-hmm. It feels like this is when this particular instance would like really like rear its head yeah. a little bit more is where like somebody's kind of like, all right, guys, I'm hopping into, we're going to go here. We're going to do that. This person's going to drive. We'll see you then. Right. Um, but again, maybe this is like one of those where <laughs> does this even happen enough? Yeah, I know this doesn't happen. There are times for sure when I feel like I am maybe not as, um, like the the most ob- or don't feel like I'm the most senior person in the room, but I'm unhappy with how people are organized, and it does frustrate me greatly. Feeling like I cannot do anything about it. So a three. So yeah, that's exactly. I would say a three. Okay, yeah. I like it. I like it. All right, uh, number six. Do you dislike depending on others, accepting help from them, or allowing them to do things for you? No. I have this problem. You have this problem. I definitely, I, I I think that this is probably like one of the things that like would have like led me to the worry that this, like that, that I am like a control freak about things, but I really do not like having to depend on anybody else Mm. for just about anything whenever possible. Mm. Um, I think that that is always like my, I don't know. It's always like a fear that I'm either in like inconveniencing that person by my need to depend on them like as if i am like now like a burden on their life right if that makes sense uh but i feel like they're this is probably like the power dynamic thing where it's almost like now this is someone who actually has power over me and i think that that like it's like it's almost like they can just take it away at any point in time and just be like i'm not gonna do that anymore and it's like but i depended on this (laughs) does that make sense it it does make sense i think my general I think I don't know. It's just sort of like I think I think that's a matter of reframing. Sometimes it's like like you can feel like oh this like I don't know, this person I, I depend on you to do this. So if you don't do that, then I'm going to be in trouble. But it's like there. I mean, ch- normally there's like some sort of like two way street or something where it's like let's say it's like the person who mows your lawn or something. Sure, like you might depend on them to do that, and then just be like, well, I'm just not doing it anymore, and be like, oh no, like like that's the power they have over you. Like if you don't, but like the power, it, it goes like both ways. It's just like, well, I'll just get someone new, you know? Right? You yes, know? yes, yes. Like and they're relying on you too. I know, I know. This this is like the, the like one of those. I think I talked about it just before, but it's like the fear of the unknown. It's like I don't know who I will be able to find to like mow the lawn immediately like which means i have to like jump into action and it's like i don't want to have to do that because i don't know how i'm going to solve that problem yet and so i think that's probably like where part of the control comes from Mm -hmm. but this is also that like things are not as bad as you think they are right and it's like okay worst case scenario it's like you have to just like open the classifieds and find someone else who runs like a lawn mowing company. Right. I say classifieds as if I wouldn't absolutely Google this. Right. Yeah. You know, or text my friends and ask them if they have someone that they use or something. Right. Um, but it's like, I would, I would have like an irrational fear of having to like reconfigure this and like have to like talk to someone new and have to like meet with them and show them my premises and like figure out how their payments work and stuff like that. It's like, it's like none of those things are hard. None of those things are really that bad. None of them would even take that long. And right. yet They're it's just like sort of like inconvenient. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, I would say that that one for me is like the one where I was like, well, that's a five for me. Okay. Yeah, that's bad. Um, okay. Number seven. Do you insist on air quotes being right, having things done your way or having the final word? Hmm. This one might be a little bit. I don't, I don't know if I insist on being like right, 
but this and this is actually something i'm trying to work on like oftentimes i will feel like if like that i i have thought of a good way to do something and like let's just do it that way (laughs) oh oh, oh, like like you have determined a good way to do something and it's like why would we do it any other way it's like this will work so just stop (laughs) sure right like i don't know that that is something maybe that i i could see myself doing that at least okay like this is how this is how it should be done so let's just do it this way not waste too much time trying to figure out something that might be like one percent more effective because this is only like a 10 minute task okay well so let me let let me ask you how how i rank on this one then because my thing is that typically like i'll have conversations with people all the time where they'll say something and i'm like i don't think that that's accurate at all but i won't say it out loud Mm -hmm. it's like it's like i i am like i feel like in my gut it's like i think you're wrong but it's also like i don't need to prove it to you it's like i almost need to prove it to myself that 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 is the case and so like frequently like i'll have a conversation with somebody like oh no that would never happen and it's like oh okay and it's like i'll like walk away and then i'll be like will this ever happen and it's like yo yeah that could totally happen and it's like huh they were wrong they were so sure they were right all right and it's like well like i will not share that information with them ever right you so just, it's like, like have a private victory yeah i would say it's like i wouldn't even call it a private victory because it wasn't like my point versus theirs i'm just like i i feel like it's it's like one of these things where people are just so sure that they're right that i'm like i think you're wrong right but like i don't want to have to be the one to tell you that so i won't be but i need to i need to double check for fact keeping purposes right you know because now it's like an opportunity to like learn Mm. i'll I'll have like a like a moment that now like but not an opportunity to teach (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not, I mean, and that's the thing is that like I, my, my tendency is to assume that like if I teach somebody that they're just going to think I'm going to come across as like a nag or something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just go figure it out on my own. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes but, it's just like a light correction is OK, I think. I guess that's fair. Yeah. But most of the time, it's like I don't necessarily know myself. It's like I would also need to go and do research. Right. However, I also cannot believe the number of times that the I would say every person i know whether it's like at the gym in the office at home with family members where a conversation will come up where somebody doesn't definitely know the answer to something and there is this like across the board unwillingness to open your phone and just look it up yeah you know i'm like we can we can solve it we have the answer in our pocket people Mm -hmm. uh and it's like no 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 hold on and it's like no we we could just uh, yeah anyway um i think for the most part people just don't take most things very seriously and it's just like if i operate under this belief there's not really any harm in having this uh, this fact wrong or something well that's certainly true as well yeah it's like there's there's no no real no harm no foul i suppose when it when it comes to this particular thing it's like we're not we're not in charge of like any of this stuff so it's like really all we're doing is just we're just distant speculators so if we have it right if we have it wrong it doesn't really like have a it doesn't have a significant impact um okay uh number eight do you over plan simple activities absolutely not absolutely not no no yeah i I would say that yeah this is not this is this is definitely not something that i think you do um i know that whenever i go on trips i feel like especially i always like to come up with like a few extra things that I'll be able to do like 
once we're there. Oh, that's not a simple activity. That's a trip. Uh, that's, that's true. I yeah, yeah, I was gonna say uh, like that's. Uh, I feel like I feel like there's nothing wrong with wanting to like yeah make vacation a little extra. Yeah, spicy. This to me, this question sounds like if you have a simple problem, do you try and use a complicated, you know, like if if your solution to all problems is complicated solutions. Right. Right. Yeah, I would say that I'm probably a three on this one. I feel like I feel like there are absolutely instances where I will have determined that like that there are there is a rock and a hard place between like decision making tactics and plenty of other people would be like the rock is there. The hard place isn't like you're giving this like too much power. Right. Um, And so I probably overly complicate that where it's like, okay, like I don't want to I don't want to hit either of those. So I'm going to try to shoot the gap. Right. It's like you're not even close to hitting one of those. So right. right, right. Just like veer a little left and you're going to be good. You're going to be good. You're (laughs) going to be good. Okay. Uh, Number nine. And it's only out of 10. So we're almost there. Okay. Uh, Do you find it difficult to admit making mistakes, being wrong or misinformed about something or acknowledge that you've changed your mind? Oh boy, this is another one that like I feel like I'm I'm always trying to work on not being like that. It's like it's like such human nature to immediately be defensive sure. about like you're wrong. And I think this this exact question is like why people get into like such like vehement arguments sometimes. Like the act of change like whatever it is like you're probably changing your mind upon can feel like something that defines you as a person uh-huh. or something and changing that and admitting you were wrong can make it feel like you were like existing incorrectly or that like not just that you were wrong in this particular moment but like you've been wrong your whole life and like that is a really hard pill to swallow sometimes even if it is the pill you should swallow yeah um, i i don't disagree with you on that i mean that's the thing is, is that I don't think it's as bad as people tend to think it is, but it's like, yeah, if, if you feel like a belief that you've had for a very long period of time is being called into question and w- what's being asked is for you to like change that belief in its entirety, it's almost like, well, if I change that belief, then it makes like everything I was up until this moment, like unacceptable or something. It's right. Like, and it's like, not it really doesn't. true. Yeah. yeah. That's just it's not like, how it works. here's the thing is like, if you realize that and then don't change, then you're also making every moment moving forward unacceptable. True. (laughs) Right. But I feel like some people are more comfortable, myself included, at times um, just sitting in your discomfort rather than um, moving forward with the correct choice. Like, I'll give you an example. I've recently been using one of those apps to, like, go through and, like, cancel subscriptions or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You're like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I forgot I subscribed to this. Or, oh, gosh, I I didn't realize I accidentally got signed up after the two-month free trial for this thing, and I've been charged, you know, whatever those, you know. Right, 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 right. Everyone saw I'm victim to that. And, like, part of me, like, going into that was, like, like, I, I was so hesitant to even, like, like the app sounded like such a good idea. Like, yeah, we'll just we'll, you can just cancel stuff for you, and it'll be great. And then you'll save money on stuff you don't want. It's like, yeah, but if I get this app, then it might tell me I've been making a mistake for years. Oh, <laughs> and it, you know what I mean? I like, do. I do see what like, you mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like the um, I've had this before, and it's exactly with like subscriptions where, uh, like specifically Hulu. I think I have a right. subscription to Hulu, and I would say that like probably over the course of a year maybe like uh maybe like one month's worth of days so like like i use i i use hulu one in 12 days but it's usually like 
all of those days are in the month of June. And yeah. It's like, it's like, man, have I really been paying like $12 every other month? And I, and like during those months, I didn't even open it. Right. You know, it's like, ah, well, even this could might even be just something like, I, I'm, I, we'll just say like, um, I don't know, like, a, like a journal app or something. Oh yeah. Like, let's say I downloaded a journal app and it was like, Oh yeah, you get, you know, try it out for two months free or something. Right. Just as a completely random example. And then it's like, you know, it signs you up and it turns out you've been charged. Yeah. 10 bucks a month for the last three years or something. And you're right. like, and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember I wrote in that once and then I deleted the app and uh, then somehow I just didn't notice this. Right. And it's like the act of like, it's like, if I open this app right now and it tells me that I've been paying for this, it means I will have been wrong for the last three years. And like, there's part of me that's like, I'd rather just not know. And then I won't have to feel like I made a mistake. But then it's yeah. like, that's so stupid because all you have to do, if you get the app is just click cancel. And then you will have made the mistake, but you will no longer be making the mistake. You've now fixed it's like, it. It's like, yeah. mm, I'd rather just keep making the mistake and not know than face the reality that I've made a mistake. Right. You know, that's like, true. That's like that, that, and that is like this weird, it sounds so obvious when you say it out loud, but I feel like it is a real boulder sometimes to move around in your brain. So anyway, um, I've been canceling um, uh, subscriptions and it's been great <laughs> that honestly and, but it has it has been like this weird like pride thing it's like i haven't really had to swallow my pride here and just be like boy uh, the, even just the act of downloading this is basically admitting i'm a complete failure at life and it's like but it's it's like it's it, not it's, definitely, <laughs> it's not. definitely not but that's what it feels like you know oh uh, i don't know that does any does anyone else feel that way about stuff yeah. it, oh my gosh i i dude i can tell you that like the, the exact way you just described that i feel like is almost how i feel about running mm-hmm. where it's like i at one point in time was like a like semi competitive in the world of high school athletes runner. Yeah. And it's almost like I feel like I have such hesitation to go out and start running again because I feel like it's it's like going out will mean I'll have to see like my mile splits and I know that my mile splits will be like just not what they were when I was at my absolute peak right. of, you know, physical fitness. Right. And it's like, but I don't want to go, like, I don't want to discover that. And it's like, yeah, but if you started like six months ago when you first had this thought, then like by now you probably would have seen improvement and you would feel like a lot better about it. And right. it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't want to become a runner. Cause if I do, I'll find out I'm not as fast as I was. And it's like, yeah. in the meantime, you're not running at all and you're just yeah. getting worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's definitely it. Yep. That's definitely it. So, all right. So I'm going to go for a run as soon as I got home from work today. Yeah. Probably don't. We got like a long plane ride tomorrow. So it was already leg day at the gym. It was. And you have a bad history of having poor leg issues on vacation. So I'm going to ask you not to. Okay. I won't go for a run today. Okay, cool. But I will go for a run in like 11 days. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. It feels like a good safe window of time. Okay. Last one. Uh, 10. Do you become angry, irritable, or anxious when someone or something uh, makes you late when things don't start on time or things don't go according to plan. Mm, this, I don't know. Like sometimes like maybe like the control, like the, the number one thing that gets me like frustrated sometimes will be like, if I'm feeling extremely stressed or like I can't control something, what I will do is start like cleaning. I oh, guess. okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like, like I can control this mess. 
like that'll make me feel better. Um, I think a, that's sort of like the inner clockwork that's going on, even if I'm not, I couldn't express that out loud in the moment. Yeah, no, uh, I, I do think that that is absolutely a thing. Um, is that, you know, you, I, I, I think it's like why, like if somebody's going through like a breakup, they like might join a gym or something like that. It's like, it's, you you don't have the ability to control like necessarily your own emotions attached to like a breakup but you can control going like making the decision to go to the gym right and like i i think that yeah i think that exactly what you're talking about is like what are the little things that you do in response to a lack of control that give you a perceived sense of control right and i would also say that like I don't think that those things should be like discounted. Like I think stress cleaning is just a thing. Like yeah. I, th- I like I think that, like there's like a name specifically for it yeah. because it happens. And there are certainly worse ways to have that energy come out than cleaning. Oh, for sure. You know, so I, I think as long as it's an activity that's like fairly safe and not directly harmful to your you or your loved ones or any other human beings, yeah. then. I will say that it says like if things don't go according to plan, I will say I feel like that does frustrate me sometimes, but a lot of times the situation is that the plan is only in my head and it's like, yeah, things aren't going according to plan, but no one else knows what I'm expecting. That's true too. You know. That's true too. Um, I, w- I will give you an example of one of these though, that because as I was reading this out, I was like, for the most part, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I am like usually the one who is late to things. Sorry to anybody who hates people who are late to things, but that's me. Um, well, yeah. Things not starting on time. I don't know that that totally catches me. The, the thing's not going according to plan. Um, when we were doing our stream um, for the 10 year celebration of super Carlin brothers on, uh, YouTube. We were doing like a trivia event and I can tell you that we use a program called Kahoot mo- more out of necessity yeah. uh, than we use it because we think it's like a spectacular platform um, because it's, it's a very easy way to get people all in the same place. Yeah. It is very low barrier to entry and like on paper it should just work. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like but but we were having an issue with that where like we got into like the first round uh, of trivia. You know, we had probably I'm just going to ballpark it like 1400, 1500 people who had all like joined the game and we got through the first question and it like wasn't totaling scores at all. So everybody just had like a zero count. Yeah. And this is like one of those moments where it's like. I am not the designer of Kahoot. Like as an individual, like I am the person who is attempting to use this tool before you, you know, like, like I'm the one using it. Um, But like, I, it was like, I felt like a weird sense of like, like shame that like it wasn't working. And I was like, Oh my gosh, all these people are going to be so frustrated with me. Like they're going to be so mad that like Kahoot's not working. And I think like in the moment, like during the stream was almost had to like take a step back. It's like, you can't help that. You right. know, I was like, there's like, it's, it just isn't your fault. Like it's inconvenient to, to you in the same way it is to, to everyone else. Right. Um, and so it was kind of like one of those things where I think I was able to sort of like go through like a quick mental process, but I could feel it like stressing me out because you're also like, you know, it's almost like you're live on stage. Yeah. Well, a little bit. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden <laughs> it's like the projector is not working and you're like, Oh man, hope you guys like my fake tap dance because that's all I got next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I I do know that is that is um one of the things my uh therapist would always ask like if I was like venting about a particular thing, be like, do you have any control over that? And we'd be like, no, 
Boys know all the questions to ask. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, and I feel like it's frustrating because, like, for the most part, I feel like that's my approach to a lot of things. Just like, I don't have any control over that, so it's not really worth worrying about at all. And, like, that's that's generally my approach to lots of things. Yeah, this is. This, this is probably where part of my problem comes into play is that I have this like perception that I can affect change on certain things mm-hmm. if I just like d- say or do the right thing because I'm, I'm sort of with you. Like I've always felt like I've had like a strange amount of peace about things that I know like that I absolutely know that I can't change. Right. It's like there is nothing that I can do. This is like this is out of my hands and it's like it's bad but like all but but it also is it is absolute right there is no like mystery about it and again it comes back to that sense of the unknown because it's like it's like hmm i could talk to this person and see if i can't smooth over that like miscommunication but then it's also like oh but then like by bringing it up am i just making it worse by now like bringing it back to the surface then we're talking about it and then maybe but then well, what if that leads to like an argument or what if i make it worse yeah, it's possible i'm co- yeah it's, no it's not a problem at all I, right yeah well, it's possible it's not a problem at all and then i bring it up and then reveal to them that i thought it was a problem and then they're like hang on a second how many other things that i like that i don't know are a problem right. that you think are a problem <laughs> Um, so that's, that's welcome to my brain. Um, Mm. I, I think those are, those are the ones that get me the absolute worst where it's like, could I do something? Like, do I have the ability to like fix this? Possibly, Mm. you know? Yeah. And that's, that's like that, like that area of, of trying to determine, I don't know whether or not it's worth worrying about. And I think for me, usually it's like, yeah, I'm probably just going to worry about it. (laughs) Maybe, maybe time will heal all wounds and eventually it'll just like quietly like go away and Mm -hmm. it'll be fine. Something else will reassure me. This probably just circles all the way back to just the like feeling like wishy-washy or like not having like a particular stance on something all the time. Cause it's like, if, if you know exactly where you stand on something, then it's like, it's easier to not be as bothered by possibly having offended something with your particular version of or your your particular stance because like you at least can hold the conviction that like it's a it's like that that was how i felt about it whereas if you just say something you're like oh that might have offended someone it's like well and it's like i don't want to bother them about it but then it's like especially bothersome to you then because you don't even know how like you care about it's like it's i don't want them to think about this about me because i don't even care that much about that thing yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're well, I think you are at least I think you're right. Um, cause that's, I think that's my other problem too, is I'm, I will absolutely like, like something might happen and then I'll get further from it. And I'm like, was I like, was it really as bad as I thought that it was to the point where I like, I like maybe like made a decision about something. Right. And it's like, it, it's like, I, I like will retroactively start to like d- doubt myself. And it's like, no, like you probably, this is where journaling would help. You know, because then you can go through, you can put the notes down and like you can go back and like, see conviction right there on the page. Boom. Written in ink. Yeah. I almost said blood. And I was like, that'd be so morbid. That'd be, yeah. That'd, that'd be, be kind of so weird. Yeah. That <laughs> pricks his finger every night. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Now time to write my notes. Time to write. People eventually would like find my journal under my bed and be like, whoa, <laughs> this guy was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Not a control freak, but definitely something else. Something. Something was the foot. Something Ooh. was the foot. Anyway, guys, hopefully we just, I think we just spent nearly an hour determining whether or not 
uh, any of us are control freaks. Well, so did you? I don't know what your total score. I don't know what my score was or what your score was. Did, okay. When you took it, did it determine that you were or were not one? Uh, no, I, I actually I, I withheld taking it until we were on the pop so that I could oh. kind of go through it. I, I would actually say that the, the interpretation of your score says the following. So if you scored a 10 to 20, it says, are you being honest? Uh, basically saying like, probably this just you're probably give, like being too light on yourself mm-hmm. uh 21 to 30 you can live and let live which basically would just be the idea that like you know you, you don't absolutely have to be in control uh 31 to 40 you probably have some control issues 41 to 50 yep you're a control freak <laughs> those are the those are the totals for you there uh so 10 questions uh five count uh with five points being the most you could have for any of those questions if you want to go through and and total them all up i will also be sure to uh include a link in, in this week's show notes if you would like to actually like kind of breeze through this article from uh psychology today mm. but otherwise i think that's all we have time time for this week yeah, Just, that was that was pretty fun. It was like intro. Are you a control freak? Outro. There you go. That's Look at that. Show. We had like a topic and everything. Oh, we had a topic. Man, I'm so proud of us. I'm we so also proud talked of us. about how I'm occasionally the one true host and how we need to change the description. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Make sure we make sure we leave me out entirely and just make reference to the fact that Jay is occasionally the host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Pop. We hope that you have enjoyed it. If you have any feedback for us, you can send that over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. Uh, or if you would like to support us on Patreon, I would highly recommend the $5 tier, uh, which gives you access to After the Final Pop, which is just an extra 15 to 20 minutes each week of Jay and I talking about something we didn't get to in the main episode. You can check that out at patreon.com slash popcornculture. Otherwise, until next time, pop pop! Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.